Gethin, you are the gift that keeps giving. Honest to God. From our studio located somewhere in the depths of the 614, here's your host, Rick Gethin. Welcome back to another episode of the Cat Club Podcast. I am your host, Rick Gethin, in this lovely month of January. Coming up in less than two weeks, kids, February 3rd, 2018, at the Big Room Bar on Front Street, right here in Columbus, Ohio, we have the first of hopefully many birthday bashes from MusicInMotionColumbus.com, featuring performances from Illogic, Lizard McGee of Earwig, Red Skylark, Orion and the Constellations, and We Are the Movies. Doors open at 6 that evening. Music starts at 7. We're going to be releasing our first compilation album. 18 tracks, 18 bands that same day. $10 will get you in the door. $10 will get you the album. And if you combine both, it's only $17. We're also going to have raffles benefiting the Columbus Blue Jackets Foundation. So you want to make plans to be there February 3rd. 2018, that's Saturday evening at the Big Room Bar for the Birthday Bash 2018. Chicks dig me because I rarely wear underwear and when I do it's usually something unusual. Uh, Never usually, it's always something unusual with me. As I said, I'm Rick Gethin. Today's show brought to us by the good folks at CD102.5 and Kibbe Context Entertainment. In the studio, we have members of a local band that uh, define description, or defy description, define. The hell, I haven't even started drinking yet. <laughs> uh, with three full-length albums to their credit, along with three EPs and one fantastic single... They're a band that you need to see live to fully enjoy and immerse yourself in the experience of Hell's Fire Sinners. So with us in the studio today, we have Aaron Pyatt and Scott Stevens. Aaron plays the drums, Scott plays guitar. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thanks, Rick. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah. It's, uh, I have to say, the, the show at the Shrunken Head you did uh, just recently was fantastic. And it was really a a great bill that you had for the whole evening. I mean, you had the Bloodthirsty Virgins, Mm -hmm. you had Mobile Home opening up the show. Everything kind of flowed throughout the whole evening. Yeah, it was a good good mix of of the three bands. I thought, yeah, every every band kind of flowed very well together. And it was a cold night. Very, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) A little little bit snowy out there, so uh, it was kind of kind of touch and go on whether we were going to get a crowd in there that evening. Yeah. yeah, we were kind of worried, I think. <laughs> yeah, towards the beginning, there was, like, nobody there, and it was, you know, it had just, we had all that snow, people weren't going to come out, but once you got out, the roads were fine, and I think people started realizing that by the end of the night, we had that place pretty well packed. That time yeah, on. It, yeah, I mean, it really, it really was to the point where, uh, not to capacity, but it was, it was comfortable. Yeah. I mean, it, you, you mm-hmm. couldn't really work your way through the crowd without bumping into somebody. I mean, it was, it was pretty tight in there. Yeah. Uh, that evening. Um. Uh, the band formed in 2006. Correct. And you guys have been going strong for 12 years now. Yeah. You know, what keeps you going at this point? Well, um, <clears throat> for the two main members, we're fairly new in the last three years or so. But for Alan and Andy, the guitar and bass player and singer, um, they just like creating music. And they've, they've, we've, they've had you know members come and go and... They, those two have always stuck around with each other. I think they've had a good relationship. Um, they like creating music together. That's you know it's good stuff. Um, 
and they pick up new members as they need. You know, that's like friends. Friends come in and out of your life. Sure, it is what it well, is. Well, the, the band's evolved a lot too. I mean, I think that's where the members, you know, come different members coming in, coming and going. The band, you know, pretty much started as a country. Yeah, country band. The yeah, band. they somewhere uh, like a country punk mix, something yeah. like that. They, uh, there was definitely more twang. Yeah, for, a lot more twang <laughs> for us. Yeah, I mean, you listen to the first album. From uh, 2008, Confessions of the Damned. Mm-hmm. And and you can really hear, or at least I really hear, kind of almost a Reverend Horton Heat vibe yeah. coming out of it. Yeah, so it has that country flair, the rockabilly, the punk kind of all mashed together. Right. Um, but, you know, going through your catalog, listening to all your music, you definitely get that the band has evolved. Right. You know, up, up into... Uh, the newest album in 2017, you released Revelations, mm. right. which is, you know, in my humble opinion, fucking fantastic. <laughs> really dig it. Thank we you. like it too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Full length album. As a matter of fact, we're going to play a couple of songs from uh, from that album today. We're also going to go deep into the archives of Hell's Fire Centers, <clears throat> and of course, play that fantastic cover. That, that was played live last week that just blew my mind because I just wasn't paying attention and didn't realize, oh my God, I love that song. <laughs> this is happening. This is happening. This is happening. Um, the neat thing about Revelations that I that I discovered listening to it was it has slow, <laughs> I don't want to say dirge, well, kind of dirge-like songs, almost funeral-type okay. music. Yeah. Very slow. Right. Um, right up to, you know, Fast-paced punk rock, for lack of a better term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Between Alan's songwriting um, and the rest of us, so my background, I played classic rock, and then I got into punk quite a bit. So I'm a little more on the punk side. Mm-hmm. So I bring a little bit of that. I think you were more into like the metal and the stoner rockish riffage sort of thing. So right, right. As we keep evolving, we keep bringing those elements. So. I'm, I keep speeding things up, much to my band members' dismay. <laughs> like, no, that needs to be faster. And I was like, no, I wrote that slow. And I'm like, well, you know, it's the, but it sounds better faster. You know, sometimes I win, sometimes I lose. But sure, I like the slow songs too. I mean, there's yeah, there's one, there's two songs that that made me join the band. Um, one was the cover of the the Elvis song "Burn in Love" they mm-hmm. did for Elvis Athon. And the second one, which was a slow song, was uh, Coming of the Damned. And that thing is like a slow, oh, yeah. country-ish. Those two songs, like, yep, I'm joining the band. So even the slow stuff, I'm, I'm happy to play. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's... But it all works. And that's that's the thing that I really love. But you know what? We need to play some music. So let's kick it off with one of the faster-paced songs. There we go. From Revelations, this is Peel My Skin Away by Hell's Fire Sinners. And you're listening to it on the Cat Club Podcast.
Hellsfire Sinners and Peel My Skin Away from their album Revelations. Gentlemen, fantastic album. Thank you. Fantastic nice. song. Awesome, thank you. Um, was that one of your contributions there? It there? was. Um, I don't remember you know, what all we were doing at the time, but I was really wanting to do some, some different Tom work and not just the normal, you know, sort of punk rock Tom work you hear. Sure. So I landed on that. Uh, I heard, I've heard, you know, some other of that stuff coming from like Neil Peart and stuff like mm-hmm. that, or Peart, or however you say his name. Well, I'm not Canadian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> not Canadian, eh? <laughs> but yeah, I really, yeah. <laughs> but I wanted to do something different, and it worked out pretty well. Uh, I don't know if I was picking up on Alan's vibe. He's like, He's like, good, because I've been wanting some time work, too. Like, check this song out. And Originally, sort of... didn't you have something a little faster than that, though? Um, I tried. Uh, well, no, it started there. Yeah. I, I played with the double pedal. So we played it out once. I don't know if you were. You might have been at that show or playing with us at that show where I added the double pedal. Yeah. So it was more like a... Yeah. And it, it was cool. It just wasn't that cool. It was cool to me. Where I was like, maybe don't... It was kind of cool. Yeah, I was yeah. like, maybe don't do that. And then we went to record it. I was like, it's like, yeah, that doesn't sound good. Let's just do the straight, you know, toms mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. Well, it works. I mean, it, it really is. And like I said, the whole album has all these different tempos and... and even though there's there's a there's a, a a vibe like a continuous vibe that runs through it, mm-hmm. it's it's nice to hear a band that has the depth and and the musicianship that can do all that. Right. Because I've, I've heard too many bands in the last fifty years of me being alive that they do an album and it all pretty much stays to one sound, <laughs> start to finish. Yeah. 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 Right. Um, and and to, to hear you guys, I mean, you guys, you don't do that. You know, you you get that central theme, but it's wherever the music kind of takes you, but it all works. Right. Yeah. You know? Well, I think with this album, the theme really carried with the lyrics. Yeah. All of the, I think all of the songs on the album kind of have the same theme lyrically. That's kind of what keeps it together, too. I think. Yeah. Depends on where Alan's at in his headspace. Yeah. What sort of song? A little ghoulish at times. <laughs> right. So I guess. As it opposed works. to goulash, I don't. You know. Yeah. <laughs> goulash. Goulash. Um, but like I said, we're going to play uh, more songs throughout the rest of the show. Um, what's next for the uh, for the centers? Um, we have a show coming up February second at the Big Room. Ooh. Day before you guys. Day before us. Yeah. <laughs> How nice! Which is good because I work the next day, <laughs> so I couldn't be there if I wanted to. Oh, At first split second, I was like. Shit, did we book the third and I just don't remember? Is he talking about our show? <laughs> like, oh my god, I work with the third. <laughs> well, hey, the music signifies that we have to take our first break. We'll be back on the other side with more stories, more music from the House Fire Centers. This is the Cat Club Podcast. The competition has taken notice. Oh my god. Good luck keeping up with us, <laughs> amateurs. Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Hairgel Overgeller. Mr. Hairgel Overgeller. Less ambitious men stop with two-in-one shampoo, but you put in countless hours, tireless dedication, and a five-gallon drum of industrial adhesive. Sticky goo. Like a lacquered hedgehog or oily porcupine, what woman wouldn't want to run her fingers through your razor-sharp stalagmites of hair? Or is it stalactites? Wind, water, stray bullets, even repeated hammer blows. Nothing can muss your immovable mane. I've got a hair helmet. So crack open a nice cold Bud Light, oh master of the moose. And while you're at it, crack open another bucket of goo. Mr. On a station with more hair, more flair, yet so debonair. And we're back. The Cat Club Podcast, the sweetest smelling podcast in the world. I'm your host, Rick Gethin, with me in the studio. Aaron Pyatt and Scott Stevens of Hell's Fire Sinners. 
And just to kind of wrap up that first segment and peel my skin away. Sure. Uh, at the show at the Shrunken Head mm-hmm. <clears throat> on uh, the 13th, <clears throat> the beginning of that song, you really captured a, like a jungle beat. I mean, <laughs> <clears throat> like when I wrote the review, I, I, I titled it Hell's Fire Sinners Turn Up the Heat at Shrunken Head. That song, the beginning of that song live is what got me to say Turn Up the Heat. Nice. Because it really, it was that jungle beat where the music went, when the guitars came in and everything else, it was like, holy shit, I'm somewhere else. <laughs> you know, it almost kind of transported me mentally right. that way. Um, do you get a lot of satisfaction playing that kind of, you know, live, that, that, that groove? Yeah, yeah. Of course there are songs you play that are, that you play straight. Because that's what it calls for, but it makes it a good song. Mm-hmm. There's there's songs like this is the one I get to have fun on, and that's one of these for me is I get to just kind of turn off and play. And what I mean by that is when I tell people, um, <coughs> don't think when you play, because that's mm-hmm. when you're you're going to screw something up. And that's it's almost a meditative state where I get to you know shut my brain off and just feel everything and play. Sure. And that one's just everything just goes with. With all the heavy guitars and heavy bass, and then the vocals, mm-hmm. it, it all just—I get to go to a different place. I'm just—I I wake up at the end of the song, I'm like, "Oh shit, it's over." Okay, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> and what about you? Uh, when, when you're—I mean—and you play left-handed, right. your guitar, right. which is really fucking cool. Because <laughs> not a lot of people do that, or can do that, or want to do that. Some of the greats did. Yes, Hendrix, Iommi. And the thing I noticed about your playing um, that night, Scott, was you had these little flourishes that if if somebody in the audience wasn't paying attention, they would miss them. So it's like you jump in and out, and it's real quick. Right. But you, it adds so much depth to whatever song, whether it's a slow song or a fast song. Yeah, I always try to add, you know, little spots here and there to, to spruce up, you know, whatever part is, is coming, you know. Yeah, I almost feel like it's uh, the things you put in are like details that a musician's musician would throw in. Mm. Like somebody's like, "Oh shit, did you hear that?" Like nobody else hears it, but the people who know, they're like, people who know, they're yeah. like, "I see what you did there." <laughs> right. yeah. yeah, and you know, at times because a lot, a lot of people are like, "Oh, you know, you get to go to all these shows, you get to review all these bands." It's a little different when I'm there to review a show than if I'm there as just a fan. Right. So I listen to it a different way. Listen to it differently. Yeah. You know, yeah. and you know, like I said, last last Saturday night was just amazing. You know, watching the interplay, you guys are tight. You know, um, and just <coughs> stage presence. I mean, you all have your own little thing going on, but it all meshes together. Yeah. Well, good. You know? yeah. Yes, I'm singing the praises of Hell's Fire Stage. <laughs> I can't help it. I really dig you guys. We don't mind it. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've got all these cool, you know long hair and like got some cool shots of like you're the, you're the hipster on the skin I know right <laughs> they've got all these cool like these, these vikings playing guitar and then and some weirdo with pomade in his hair in the background vikings playing I'm guitar so, I'm always jealous of the, the photos they get and I'm like damn it those are so cool I don't get none of that well, it's because you got a drum kit in front of you. Dude. Yeah, it's a little harder. Right. With the drum kit yeah. surrounding you. I mean, I, I do have to give a shout-out to our, our photographer that we, we had there that night, Samantha oh, Tall. Yeah. She uh, she took some amazing shots of you guys. Yeah. Both color and black and white. Yeah. Um, yeah. They came out really well, so. Yeah, we were pretty happy with them. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, cool. Yeah, props, props to her. Hey, she's available for hire. <laughs> 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 I can get you in touch with her. Uh, but she's she's really good at what she does. Um and, and she and she never really listened to you guys either, and she was enjoying herself too. Good. So, yeah. so yeah, I mean, you got a new fan in her too. Yeah. Awesome. Take what we can get. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Digging up fans, one fan at a time. <laughs> um, we're gonna play another song uh, in this segment from from the same album, from Revelations. And to me, this song, it's almost like it's it's become like the anthem. I mean, the crowd that night really got into singing the chorus of this of this song. Um, is that what you guys are kind of seeing since the album was released last year? You must be talking about No Tomorrow. No Tomorrow. Yeah. You got it. <laughs> that 
show. Yeah, that was the first time I think we had really a response like that from the crowd on that song. Oh my god. It was it was pretty amazing. It was it was And it wasn't just like just a couple. I mean, it was really the whole crowd. Yeah, it was that. the yeah. whole room. And we've never yeah. had that. I mean, no. before us, I mean, then maybe that there's a there's a name for that like everybody's singing unison at a concert. There's some mm. sort of name for it. I can't remember what it is. Mm. But we've never had that. I've never had that. And I could hear it back behind the drums and I was like it's like, holy shit! It's happening. It was like a, it's like a rock star moment. I was like, wow. It was yeah, pretty special. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Well, well, it's it's good. I mean, it, it it has to be a good feeling as a band. Oh yeah. To get yeah. that feedback. Oh definitely. Yeah. Um, in a live setting. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, what has been uh, the response to the album, to the new album from fans? Very well received. Yeah. yeah. I think people are are digging. They, like you said, it's always an evolution, and people are are liking all the new stuff. Um, since it's been out, we haven't played as many shows, right. so we're we're looking to book more and get it out there. But uh, so far, everybody's everybody's digging it. it yeah, good next song is always, you know, oh, I love that new one, man. Mm-hmm. Like, we like writing them. Oh, well, it's a good thing. <laughs> well, let's hear let's hear the anthem. Let let's hear <clears throat> no tomorrow because it is it, it does have an anthemic quality to it. Right. But here's yeah. no tomorrow by Hell's Fire Sinners. <laughs> And you're listening to it on the Cat Club Podcast. No Tomorrow by Hell's Fire Sinners, right here on the Cat Club Podcast. Gentlemen, another fantastic song. Thank um, you. I mean, like I said, it was, it, was, it was the anthem of the evening at that show. The crowd, yeah. as we've already discussed, 
really got into to singing that chorus part, um, raising their hands. I mean, I felt like I was back in like the late seventies, early eighties at an arena rock show. Nice, huh. because the song, especially live, carries that anthemic quality to it mm-hmm. that a lot of bands. I don't know if they just don't want to achieve that or have no desire to achieve that, but you guys got it. You know. Yeah. And I'm not saying that you sound old and dated. You don't. No, no. Right. But it, but it has those qualities that I remember that really, you know, for lack of a better term, and forgive the pun, lit my fire as a kid. You know, <laughs> right, right. getting into, getting into music. Yeah. Um, and you know, like like we discussed earlier, uh, Aaron. The songs tend to speed up a little bit, um, and that one was no exception that evening. Yeah, but it wasn't. It wasn't like outpaced. Yeah, not like a runaway train. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it was it was a little faster than than the version we just listened to, which yeah. is the studio version. Well, from I mean, the, album. the Ramones always played faster live too. Oh yeah, yeah. And listen to their albums and listen to them live. It's like night and day. Well, we hear the yeah. uh, hear them talk about learning. What was it CJ when he was learning the, learning the song? He's like, yeah. like, all right, well, you learned the the studio versions. Now you have to learn the live versions, which are like two times faster. He's like, yeah. wait a minute, what? <laughs> and that's probably subconsciously stuck in my mind with all the Ramon stuff growing up. Is the live stuff's got to be faster? So I don't know why it is. It just turned, I'm excited. I don't know. I think it's just adrenaline, you know, being on stage. <laughs> oh sure, yeah, sure. I mean, easily enough. I mean, with with CJ Ramon, you know. My favorite Ramon song was always Warthog. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. And try as he could, and try as he might, he never really got the lyrics down where they fit the music. Yeah. Not the yeah. way Didi could. Right, right. Yeah. 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 Maybe you needed to really be a junkie like <laughs> Didi was. Sometimes. And I say that I say that with all you know, all due respect to, to Didi. But yeah. mm-hmm. I mean I love that band. Love everything about that band. And there's there's elements of the Ramones that I hear in your stuff. Especially the faster paced stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said in the review, Hellspire Sinners combine elements of, of Ramones, of Ramones, the Misfits, that kind of almost, I don't want to say comically ghoulish, but yeah, the fun ghoulish right, right. Um, parts. There's Motorhead in there, there's the heaviness of, yeah. of Lemmy and the Boys, mm-hmm. um, and so much more. I mean, oh, yeah. I was hearing parts of, like in your live show, parts of like Uriah Heap. From oh, the seventies, really? Wow, you know, that's quite the reference. Yeah, that's a new one. A new one. Uh, <laughs> we'll take it. Yeah, <laughs> stealing one I should have been buying. Like, oh, man. Is that um, in there somewhere? But at, at this point, I mean, you said earlier that that Hellfire Centers is an ever-evolving sound, ever-evolving mm-hmm. band. Yeah. Do, do you think it's the band's sound is somewhat solidified at this point? Not that it, not that it won't change or can't change it. That's mm-hmm. not what I'm saying. But are you guys happy with where the sound is right now? Um, I can't speak for Andy and Alan, but yeah, yeah I think I think yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. Well, I think to some extent. I mean, there's there's always new tricks and things they're picking up, new pedals. Um, this song sound like it needs more fuzz sort of thing. Well, hold that thought. We got to take a break. We'll be right back. If you don't like them, I'm sure your sister will. Hey, babe, you want to go out? Today, there's a beer for everyone. Hey, me and the guys are going out for a beer. You want to come along? Nah, I got a lot of data to enter into the computer tonight. Now, there's a brew for the future. Want me to bring you something back? Thanks, but I got some right here. Microsoft Brew. You got a beer tap on your computer? With a head so thick, you can float a mouse on it. Let me get this straight. You make your own beer with the computer? With the right software, you can do anything. Microsoft Brew. Here, I call this one Windows 95. I don't know. It leaves a bad taste in my mouth. And if you got to get there quicker, try the new ISDN malt liquor. Hi, Tom Bodette. Of all the things invented in 1962, some have faded away, like cassette tapes. And others are still very much with us, like lava lamps and Motel 6. Yep, Motel 6 is celebrating 50 years of giving travelers a good night's rest and saving you more for what you travel for. But we're just getting started. In fact, the longer you watch us, the better we get. Kind of like a lava lamp. Trippy. I'm Tom Bodet for Motel 6. 50 years and the light's still on. Go ahead, make your jokes, Mr. Jokey. Joke maker. Okay, can you name the movie that clip was from? 
coming that, out of the break. That one was dodgeball. Yes. <laughs> Jokey. Joke makers. <laughs> you will never see more feathered hair than that. <laughs> he played the part so well. Yeah. I mean, he really, really did. Yeah. Uh, we're back uh, for another segment with Hellsfire Centers. We have Aaron Pilot and Scott Stevens in the studio with us. I'm Rick Gethin. We've heard two songs. We're going to hear two more. But to kind of finish up where you were going before the break. Yeah, about the, the sound. I, I think for all the albums, um, we're always happy with where we're at. Mm. And thankfully with Scott, Scott brought this whole new sort of dimension to the <clears throat> the heaviness in the guitar and some of the leads and stuff. So it continued to evolve. But um, we're always sort of experimenting with new things. I know me, myself, I'm experimenting with other sort of drum beats like mm. John Bonham would play you know, in between other stuff and that's sure. what made him a good drummer I'm more of a straight drummer so I'm like how can I incorporate more of that sort of off the wall sort of shit to make stuff sound better so I think well you, you can go, drive a car into a holly, holiday in <laughs> swimming pool a la Keith Moon yeah that might or, get you there or if I just drink heavily all the time <laughs> I think it will open up some things in my brain it might <laughs> It might, yes. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know what the, the future holds for our sound, but I think we're just going to keep going. Yeah, I think we're pretty happy where we're at right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> album, the, the new album, Revelation, is less than a year old at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, April, it'll celebrate one year out, you know, seeing the light of day. Um, is there a normal time frame or, you know, to do new music, or is it just kind of when the urge strikes you, or is it just an ever-evolving thing where... You just kind of work on songs whenever. It's a little bit of both, I would say. Right. Certain things come up. Um, since I've joined, we, we've gone in and recorded like every year. Um, I know this year where we kind of want to just focus on shows and, mm-hmm. and playing some stuff, but um, around about this time, we're looking at new material. We were just talking on the way over about some of the things that we stumbled into at the last practice that thankfully Andy recorded that we're going to try and work on. Yeah. Because we're not going to remember that. No. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you remember it. Yeah, oh, yeah, I've got it on my phone. So. Oh, you recorded it too? I've got it recorded Oh, somewhere. thank goodness. <laughs> that has to be a, a different thing as far as whether you're coming up with a guitar riff or a drum fill or, or beat or whatever else. The digital age makes it so much easier. Okay. I mean, I can remember back in the day when it was like, you know, a band, a regional touring band, you know, you'd have a little four-track cassette recorder yep. that you took out on tour and you'd noodle on that. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. back and forth. So it has to be so much easier with the digital age. Yeah. I've, I've, just being able to keep track of, of those kind of things. Right. If I'm at home just kind of noodling around and I come up with something, I'm just, you know, I got a voice recorder on my phone and put a riff into there. That way I can remember it. Nice. So they don't have those sorts of epiphanies. Usually it's with the guy. So Keith Richards, he kept that recorder by his bed. If if he woke up out of his sleep and he thought right. something, he'd play it and record it. Yeah, I don't have that sort of shit, unfortunately. Well, <laughs> it's not for everybody. All right. You're you're counting on your mind to remember. Right. You, trust me, as you get older, it doesn't work anymore. Don't trust it. Don't trust it yeah. at, at all. Um, how would you guys describe? And I'm, I'm going from your Facebook page now. Artists you also like: Hank uh, Williams Sr., uh, Ministry, Johnny Cash, Johnny Paycheck, Corrosion of Conformity, uh, Misfits, David Allen Coe, and the list goes on and on and on. And it's just kind of all over the map. But how would you guys, if you guys had to describe your sound to a person that had never seen you live, had never heard any of your music? How would you guys describe it? It's tough. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you go first. Okay. Stump the musicians. I love it. It's a new game. Didn't somebody, I don't know who it was, somebody called us a backwoods nirvana. Who was oh, that? Yeah, nirvana? I don't remember. I think that's kind of a good good assessment, a little bit. Backwoods nirvana. Yeah, nirvana with some twang, a little bit of twang. Yeah. yeah. And it's funny, through all our albums, you can hear... Little bits of our influence, especially you know, Nirvana, Motorhead, you know, Danzig and the Misfits. Um, if I had to describe, when I tell people, you know, come out to a show, you'll like it. They're like, what do you sound like? Well, it's, we, 
I mean, one thing. Um, I usually tell them it's some sort of maybe punkabilly <laughs> with some, you know, rock in there. Right. But it, I, a lot with your stuff, we can <coughs> compare to you. If you mix up, you know, Misfits, Motorhead, Nirvana, something in, in between there mm-hmm. is, is where we fit in. They're like, oh, okay. Right. So, something yeah. like that. I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those things, like I said, you, I hear so many different influences, depending on the song. Yeah. Because yeah. it changes with each song. Right. Um, and, you know, talking with uh, the band's manager, J.R.A., mm-hmm. uh, you know, he told me that the band has been booked on these bills where you guys didn't really fit at times. <laughs> um, talk a little bit about some of those kind of shows. Well, um... <laughs> A little awkward, maybe? It can be. <laughs> it depends on the crowd. Yeah. So we play a lot with metal bands. Um, Gudger and Race of Devils comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're actually doing a split with them here soon. Right. Um, but we work out pretty well with those mm-hmm. guys. With different metal bands, it hasn't always worked. And especially with um, some of those crowds... I think it's with bands that we don't really know that well. Yeah. Uh, that's where it kind of gets kind of awkward. Yeah. It yeah. It depends yeah. on if they're into it. Sometimes we get up with, you know, a heavier, you know, metal band and that crowd ends up liking us too. Or mm. they're they're too far into metal and they're like, they just don't like us at all. So I guess we're, we're a love us or hate us kind of band. Yeah. So, yeah, well, it can be interesting. You know, talking with JR, we spent, I don't know, an hour after the show, outside in the cold. Oh no! Um, because I had bad, bad habit of smoking cigarettes. Yeah. Uh, but we're we're sitting out there talking. He's telling me about these times where we're like, you guys were on like a, a rockabilly bill. Yeah. And you guys really aren't that. Although there's elements in some of your songs. Yeah. Right. So I just, I, you know, I kind of agree with him that that wouldn't really fit. But you know, I told him the lineup you guys had with Bloodthirsty Virgins and Mobile Home. You got to do it again because yeah. that yeah. really worked. Yeah. yeah, I think you know most recent shows we've done. That seems like kind of might have been the best bill. Yeah, and them and like have, having Gudger in there. We, I mean, mm-hmm. Aaron from Gudger sings yep. on a couple of our songs. Yeah, um, we seem to fit pretty well. Plus, we you know like hanging out. Yeah. But yeah, you can you can tell when you don't fit in. You're playing good at. You know, some other state or something like that, and you're on some random thing. And the good bands are good. Yeah. But right. we're sort of the, the odd men out, and people are like, yay. <laughs> you're the outlier yeah. right. at times. Well, you know, we need to play some more music. So let's take everybody back <clears throat> to the first album from 2008, a song that you played at the show at the Shrunken Head. This <laughs> is Zombie Killers by Hell's Fire Centers. It has been established that persons who have recently died have been returning to life and committing acts of murder. A widespread investigation of reports from funeral homes, morgues, and hospitals has concluded that the unburied dead are coming back to life. To life. Zombie killer, my man's kind of not 
House Fire Center and uh, Centers and Zombie Killer from 2008, the first album. <laughs> and we were talking during the song, Aaron. Mm -hmm. uh, you do play the drums a little bit differently mm -hmm. on, on the end of this. Um, the song, the recorded version from 2008, has that rockabilly, punk rockabilly sound that, that I've talked about uh, earlier in the show and, and in the review that I did. But it also has... Uh, you know, towards the end, that that almost guttural screaming. Yeah. That really didn't come across in the live show. Yeah. It, you know, it, the way it was done in the live show is a straightforward punk rockabilly type song that really worked, and it was a great set closer. Yeah. That's usually we. That's the, yeah. That's the one we close with. Yeah. Yeah. If, and if we don't, if we're, uh, you know, playing a show, we've got a set time we're doing this we'll leave it off mm -hmm. always leave that one on as an encore yeah just in case just in case right just so. in case yeah <laughs> just just in case it's one of those nobody ever forgets <laughs> right now uh your manager told me on saturday night at the show at the shrunken head that you guys that was your first show in what, almost four months right well the last show we played well, it was in november so at least a couple of months we played in mcmechan west virginia for a toys for tunes charity drive for christmas sort of thing um, but was, that was the last local show, anyway. Or, you know, oh, local show, yeah. Probably. I can't remember the last local show. <laughs> yeah. Last October, maybe. Sure. Yeah, let's yeah. go with that. <laughs> Time is very abstract to me. I, I you know, it is what it is. And he's a drummer. It's supposed to be keeping time. He's keeping time, yeah. Yes. Time I, is abstract. Remember, I, I feel it. I don't think it. I feel it. <laughs> wow, man, the timing is purple. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. As long That's as it works. <laughs> I'm feeling purple today. Exactly. Uh, well, hey, the music signifies we have to take our final break. We're going to come back on the other side with Aaron Pyatt and Scott Stevens of Hell's Fire Sinners. Play one more song and get some more stories. If it rocks, it rocks. It rocks. Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius, Hawaiian style. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Moped Super Upper. Mr. Moped Super Upper. Any tourist can rent a crummy bicycle with an engine, but only you have the moxie to put a V-twin on it and fly up Diamond Head without a helmet. Yeah! Is that a volcano erupting? No, it's just your muffler. Mine's louder than yours. You take an underpowered piece of junk and turn it into an overpowered piece of junk. Get my motor running. So crack open an ice cold Bud Light, oh maestro of the motorbike. We'd sing your praises, but with that muffler, you couldn't hear us. Mr. Lopez Super Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Looks like it's going to be a two-on-one, a menage a trois of paint. Usually you pay double for that kind of action, Cotton. That had to have been one of my favorite scenes from, from Dodgeball. <laughs> yeah, you usually have to pay double for that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, ESPN ate the Ocho. The Ocho. <laughs> and it was just, it was so hilarious the way that he just immersed himself, Jason Bateman, into being the color guy. Yeah. The, the color analyst yeah. for the for the dodgeball broadcast. <laughs> and he was so out there, but it was so believable Yeah. at the same time. We're talking with uh, Aaron Pyatt and Scott Stevens of Hell's Fire Centers. This is the Cat Club Podcast, our final segment. It means we only have one more song that has a sad. Oh, man. Mm. Um, but it's... I'm really looking... I mean, I love the new album. I'm really looking forward to what you guys are going to do next. So are we. Yeah, we, <laughs> ha we have some ideas. Yeah. Um, Nothing really super concrete yet. Though. Yeah, not terribly sad. And I don't know if it's going to be sticking that same vein of Revelations or if it's going to evolve again. Right. I know... Um, you guys have some new pedals you're playing with? They always get new pedals. Alan got his fuzz pedal mixed. So, and he's got that... Uh, oh, the octave. Yeah, yeah, that cool thing. Yeah. I, I don't have pedals. 
Pedal. You're a drummer. You, yeah. don't need, you don't need pedals, dude. You do not need pedals. I need a phaser on my snare. So that would sound actually pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I was a bass guitar tech, so you know, it's, drummers are whole nother breed. Whole nother breed. Oh, he's got pedal, pedals too. Don't you worry. Oh, I know. Because he played that wah wah pedal, man. He played on um, on uh, Peel My Skin Away. Yeah, I mean, he was playing his bass as, as basically a lead guitar. Oh yeah, oh, there's yeah. some of that stuff. And um, is it some my mouth shut that he has that that crazy bass solo in? No, tomorrow. Is it no tomorrow? Yeah, I'm conflating yeah. the two. I I do yeah. that again, like with time shows. I mix it up. <laughs> um, but yeah, he wrote that, and that one was in the studio was so heavy. Um, I think afterward, he was, it was an amp he was using. He plugged into a Marshall clone that Neil knew a guy in Cleveland had built for him. It was a Marshall guitar amp. And he plugged his bass into yeah. that, and it was just, it was the Lemmy tone. <laughs> yeah. It was right there. Nice. Uh, so he since had to get, like, that, I think that big muff pedal and, like, some other stuff. He had to add a couple pedals to duplicate that <laughs> yeah. sound, that Marshall sound. And it works. Yeah. Just the heaviness of that. <clears throat> I'm just like, more of that. I was like, keep doing <laughs> I was like, you know, Getty Lee would be so jealous of that sound. <laughs> he's, well, he's they both play Rickenbackers. Yeah. So. Well, he's going to kill me for saying that, but it's fine. <laughs> he hates Rush. <laughs> Getty Lee hasn't been that heavy in 40 years. Right, right. Yeah. Um, but we have to play one more song. And you know I couldn't pass up playing this. I mean, this takes me back to to high school. Yeah. And the cover that you that you did of The Cure's just like heaven, um, and this this was all Alan. He said this this was his baby. But here's just like heaven.
Hell's Fire Sinners and their fantastically awesome cover of The Cure's Just Like Heaven. And guys, uh, live it was even better. I mean, it really was. And look, we were talking during the song. The, the thing that I think that I really appreciate about you guys covering this, this particular track, which one is totally unexpected, <laughs> um, that, that Hell's Fire Sinners would cover The Cure to start with. So Alan's got some explaining to do. Um, Good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, I know. His beard might get in the way. <laughs> um, but the fact is, you stayed true enough to the original that if you know the original song, you recognize the song. But you made it, you changed it enough and made it your own that the music fan of me loves that about that. Mm. I mean, it's, when, you, when the decision was made to cover this song, you settled on this song, as a band, you know, what was the process? Well, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think like anything, we just started doodling with it. And I think you guys were already playing it before I joined. Were we? Pro- I think so. Maybe. It, it all blurs together for me. I don't always remember, yeah. but um, I <laughs> we know. see a recurring theme here with. <laughs> and this is me normally. I don't. If I if I was you know a dope fiend then it'd be you know understandable. I'm just naturally so basically you have no excuse. Right. Okay. I, I don't know what it is. I'm just okay. fucked up. But uh, join the club, dude. <laughs> but I think Andy came with it because um, it was he doodles on bass all the time and he'll pick out like bass parts. He'll play funk bass lines and mess mm-hmm. around with those. And he was messing around with this, and I think Alan was like, I can play that. And then it just kind of spiraled or snowballed from there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then by the time you joined, we were like, oh, we got a second guitar. We can do the leads and all this stuff. And right. and then it just turned into not only do we want to play it, but, you know, let's record it, too. Yeah. So that was, was interesting. I've got I've got the next cover song for you guys. Shoot. It just hit me. <laughs> and it would fit in with some of those songs from Revelations that, that are the slower, more melancholy type yeah. songs. Yeah. Putting the Hell's Fire Center stamp, sonic stamp, on Billy Idol's The Dead Next Door. Ooh. Hmm. That doesn't sound bad. I may work. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> I mean, I, it just hit me. I was like, that would be... I mean, the song itself, the original, is somewhat of a slower song for Billy Idol. Right, you know, it's right. not, not the Rebel Yell, More, More, right. More type of thing. It's, yeah. it's one of his slower songs. But you guys fuzzing it out and rocking it out. Mm-hmm. But still keeping that kind of melancholy. Oh yeah, I think it would work. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to talk with Alan. Yeah, send him an email. Put the bug, put the bug in his <laughs> ear, so to speak. Um, it's amazing how fast the hour goes. Oh yeah, flew by, man. Yeah, it flew right by. <laughs> uh, we still, we still have a few minutes, so we, you know we have some more stuff that we we probably should touch on. Uh, you said your next show is at the Big Room Bar on February second, mm-hmm. right. Friday night. Um, who are you playing with? No idea. Uh, <laughs> I put him on the spot. <laughs> you did. Too soon, too soon. We uh, are opening for a local band, but I can't remember their name. Yeah, I think we, I mean, we, <clears throat> it might be, I don't even know that it's announced yet. Ah. So yeah. it's, it's, I know we said yes to it because we're all, all of our dates are open and we can actually play it. Um, I don't have all the details of who all we're playing with. But it's right. our first time at the Big Room Bar. Oh, yeah. really? So that'll be yeah. fun. Yeah. That'd be interesting. Yeah, good sound system in there. Sweet, it's a smaller yeah. room, smaller room, but the mm-hmm. sound guy's really good. Sweet, okay. really good. I've, I've seen quite a few shows there. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not that far away from our studios here at the at the Cat Club podcast, so it's it's a fun nice. place to be. And like I said, we'll be there the next night. Yeah, unfortunately, you can't make it. Aaron. No, we got a day job. <sighs> Those pesky bills get in the freaking way, man. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, with all the music that you guys play, I mean, and you have a decent catalog at this point to draw from. Mm-hmm. To where, I mean, it's just like Heavens, and you know, it was the only cover song that I heard that I, I don't mind hearing a cover song or two sure. from a local band. Mm-hmm. Um, how easy or hard is it to settle on a set list for, for any given show? Does it change up each time or? Um. Sometimes, yeah, mean, not drastically. I mean, little, you know, we'll switch around. You know, add take two, one or two out, add two more. 
you know. I think it depends mainly who we're playing with, too, I think. Yeah, and typically <clears throat> the newer songs tend to stay in because they're fresh and we want people to right. hear those. Right. But it also, yeah, it depends on the bands we're playing with and also the venue we're playing. If we're playing in, like, Indiana and say we're playing around some other more country mm-hmm. stuff, we'll throw some uh, some older stuff in there. Right. That's a little more country, but still, you know, House Fire sounds. has a country flair yeah. to it. Yeah. Mm. I mean, at the, at the Shrunken Ad show, and I keep going back to that because, it's, you know, it's, it's the, the most recent show. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you guys, it, it, the majority of it was from the new album, but you still kind of touched throughout the catalog. Yeah. Yeah. You know, which even the oldest stuff, you're still bringing an updated sound, even though it's only, you know, eight, ten years. Right. Ago, right. That the songs were recorded. Yeah. Yeah, that typically comes together pretty well. It usually, unless there's a song um, that either somebody really wants to play or really doesn't want to play, um, depending on what, there might be a little bit of, not an argument, but just like, do we really want to play that one? Or why can't, I want to, that one has to be in the set. You know, that yeah. sort of thing. But it's, I mean, it's democracy. Nobody, nobody leaves on it. Damn it! I don't want to play it. Super so, <laughs> you know, we're all still friends in the end. We, right. It's going to be a good show no matter what. Yeah. Are there any songs that I don't want to put this the wrong, have this come out the wrong way oh. that you're tired of playing at this point? Because some bands do get tired of playing a particular song over and over and over. Yeah, I would say just because it was such a staple for such a long time. Uh, I think it was on the first album. It was "Piss on You." Okay. Um, that. Yeah. I know Alan and Andy have played that backwards in their sleep for the last, you know, 12 years or right. so. So that one typically doesn't make it on the set list. Every now and then we'll get a request for it, and we'll still play it. But. Well, it's always good. Yeah. It's always good. it's always good to keep everything kind of fresh. You have managed to upset the entire school with this godforsaken noise. Things sure have changed since we got kicked out of high school. Yeah, <laughs> this is the greatest show Ever. Could it be the greatest show ever? <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to think so. It was the Hell's Fire Center, so I have to thank Aaron Pyatt, Scott Stevens, for joining us in the studio. Guys, it was it was a pleasure having you on the show. Yeah, it was, it was a good talking. Yeah. Uh, played some great music. Really looking forward to hearing new stuff as it becomes available. Sure. Your next show, February 2nd, at the Big Room Bar, Correct. Front Street in Columbus. Don't know who you're playing with yet. To be announced. To be announced. Details are coming. <laughs> Next week on the show, we'll have Zoo Trippin'. See ya! Well, I hope you folks enjoyed yourselves. Catch you later on down the trail. <laughs>